You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Hey, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. This is the one and only IT in the D show broadcasting live from our quarantine homes. This is Bob, the sales guy. That is Dave, the geek. Randy, I do the Twitters is doing the Twitters. Special guest this week, the illustrious one, Mr. Fred Brown, uh, COVID specialist du jour, uh, doctor, scientist of epidemiology. I'll never pronounce that right. And that's it's your profession. And I don't even know how to say it. Um, <laughs> he's he's not he's not an Episcopalian that I know of. He is not. Uh, yeah, no. Bob's a, Bob is a Sellers guy. How do you pronounce that, Bob? Right. Find us online. IT and the D.com. Do us a favor. Give us a like on the socials and subscribe to us everywhere. Find podcasts. Hey, uh, and as per usual, yeah, events are what they are. Uh, we'll, we'll get to them when we get to them. Yeah, I think I the Ann Arbor crew was, was trying something remote. Yeah, I went ahead and canceled the in-person ones just because it was confusing. Working. Makes yeah. sense. We, we, can do, we can do what pro wrestling does. We can have like a, an event at like St. Andrews. And we can rent like six hundred, uh, like thirty-two inch TVs, and then everyone can be their own TV. Oh, geez. And then we can wave at each other. And then we can put the cast of South Park in front of all the TVs. I like that idea. <laughs> Pretty much. It's about as effective as having all those people in the crowd. Right. So hey, like you know, we were just saying before the show, I I truly cannot believe um, just how much has happened. Just since our last show, <laughs> I mean, like we we joke about quarantine. And I saw a meme uh, that he was like, you know, God talking to Gabriel, and he was like, "Hey, did you load everything up for the 2020s?" And Gabriel went, "What? What?" And he was like, "What do you mean, what?" He's like, "Well, well, you said 2020s. I I thought you meant 2020." And God was like, "Wait, you put an entire decade of history in one year? What's wrong with you?" <laughs> Tiger King. <laughs> yeah, was six months ago. Yeah, no shit. Um, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, no, you got it. It's the who did it first. It's the either the Popeye sandwich, the seltzer drinks, or Tiger King. They're the culprit. Uh, I'm drinking one of the seltzer beers right now. It's 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 your fault, Randy. We we all agreed that the world was fine until White Claw came into being. Um, but no, yeah. So God, I mean, it just, it's just it's crazy. Like in the last week, we've had uh, the first presidential debate. Such as it was, um, we had, uh, you know, and then all of a sudden, you know, Trump, uh, you know, getting diagnosed with COVID, uh, getting airlifted to a hospital, uh, to now he's apparently been released and he's back at the White House taking photo ops again. Um, so yeah, Fred, um, how, how are you taking this past week? Let's start there. You know, I, <laughs> I, I've been involved in six epidemics slash pandemics and I, I've really, not not experienced the kind of uh, ups and downs we've uh, experienced this, and that's saying quite a bit because there are some really sort of. Uh, have, I'm sorry, have we had ups? Like where 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 are those ups? <laughs> I, 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 I believe it's pronounced oops. Yeah, yeah, I think those are oops, Fred. <laughs> well, it's the umlaut, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, a lot. I mean, it's 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 really pretty amazing. And I, I've had a lot of ups and downs in, in certain epidemics where we ran out of you know, medicines and so on, and this has been pretty unprecedented in terms of uh, <laughs> in terms of what's happening. And hey, now unprecedented too. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah we were almost unprecedented. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, I guess what you know, first and foremost, especially on our local listeners' minds, is so like, what's your take on 
what's happening here in the state of Michigan. You know, so I'm, I'm sure everybody knows by now uh, the Michigan Supreme Court um, on Friday ruled that basically all of Whitmer's executive orders after April 30th um, are essentially null and void. Uh, I believe earlier this morning, um, her folks filed an appeal uh, to get that pushed out until at least October 30th because there's some gray area as to whether or not that ruling takes effect immediately because it's, you know, it was an action by the Supreme Court or if it doesn't take effect for 21 days because it wasn't really a ruling. They were just answering a lower court judge's question and all that kind of nonsense. So they're looking for some clarification there. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I guess let, let's start there. I mean, and I know you've got I know you came armed with slides. So what <laughs> what what you, you tell me what works for you and we'll go there. <laughs> I'd be happy to go through the slides. Uh, but uh, yeah, I literally had to revise the slides at five o'clock this evening because everything's changed around again. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to let you know. Yeah, it's pretty uh, it's pretty wild. So you're right. Uh, uh, the Supreme Court. Uh, maybe I should show you some of the slides, and then you kind we can sort of break in whenever you want and, and ask you some questions. Cool. About it. But I, I, so the first thing I should say is I'm not a lawyer and I'm not a politician. So I don't really, you know, I, I've done the best I can sort of assembling what I understand. I've actually talked to a few uh, lawyers um, about about this. Well, and the sad reality is, let, let's be clear, even the lawyers and politicians don't understand what's going on right now. That's that's clear by all the appeals and everything that are being filed. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's the truly scary part. It was a it was a hundred and seven page ruling, and of course there were two parts of it. Uh, one one was back to a, uh, a a rule that went back all the way to about World War II in nineteen forty five. They had a riot. Uh, they had a, a riot act, so yep. you, could certain, you could do certain things if, if people were taken to the streets and rioting, and and the government could you know create an emergency um, a state of emergency uh, and and write emer- uh, emergency orders. In nineteen seventy six, it turns out they they changed that a little bit and said, well, you can't do that indefinitely. You've got to sort of there's a time limit you can do. So you have to go back to the legislature and ask each time you're going to write an emergency order. Which she, so on the first round, Dr., uh, Governor Whitmore did do that, and she you know she said okay and. And, and the legislature said, you know, you're right, it's an emergency. Let's go out until April 30th and see where we're at. And then, you know, uh, things were happening so fast at that time that Governor Whitmore said, look, I can't, I can't keep going back each time. And, and uh, each time we have a data, data change, right. uh, I have epidemiologists tell me, oh, I got to do this and that. I just can't, I don't have the time. So I'm just going to do the best I can with what I've got. And so she, um, uh, you know, according to everyone on the Supreme Court, she basically violated the, the 1976 uh, agreement. You know, she the, 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 that that part of the law, seven zero's decision. Everyone said, you know, we, you know, the law actually says pretty specifically you're not allowed to do that. But uh, on the bigger question about whether she's allowed to do emergency, uh, that she's not she's not allowed to work without the legislature. On the bigger decision about um, whether or not these emergency orders go back to the Riot Act or not. Uh, of 1945, there the, the court was completely split. There were, it was a four-three decision, and I'll tell you a little bit about you know about about you know that. And uh, obviously, this was brought against Governor Whitmer by our own House representatives and our own Senate. So um, clearly, there was there's a lot of politics going going on. Uh, with her being Democratic and our House and Senate being Republican. Right. And and so, like, what, actually, one of the things I just learned today is this exact same scenario played out in Wisconsin. That's right. That's right. And Wisconsin, <laughs> let's be clear, is currently a shit show. 
Yeah, Wisconsin has a twenty. You know, right now our our percent positive rate for for tests are are uh, in the three percent range, and uh, uh, and there there's this, uh, in a twenty two percent range, and that means that you're under testing. Plus, you've got a, just an awful lot of COVID all over the place, uh, and uh, that that's that's the risk, right? And so, what I try to do was I, I actually do a lot of modeling, as you know, and so I actually tried to model what's going to happen when we, if we loosen all these restrictions. And interestingly, it hold on, hold on. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go pour myself some bourbon. I gotta every every time you say you've got models, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it turns out we, we look like Wisconsin pretty fast. <laughs> go figure. Without any regulation. Well, so and, and that's the thing. Like, so I, if I recall correctly, like the last thing that she had put out before this news broke on Friday um, was that she was rolling back the open on the UP because of all the cases that were crossing over from Wisconsin and the spikes that they were seeing there. Um, And like, you know, they're seeing again, they're back to hospitals being full death rates, climbing all that kind of fun stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. And and in the UP, you're right. Sort of, it's interesting. You can actually see COVID sort of lining up along the, uh, along the, uh, Indiana, uh, uh, Illinois border, border, and you can see it lining up right against the Wisconsin border, and it's just waiting to come in. You can, you can, and we're, we're, you can see the testing. It's, <laughs> it's like, like the worst version of "This is Sparta" that I've ever heard. I just. Uh. <laughs> well, luckily we're sort of a peninsula, right? So as we know, right. we can do pretty. We, we can we sort of can hold things up, especially moving up against Canada, which would be really great. So at any rate, um, this is what I got so far. What my understanding, and again. I've said, you know, no, I'm not a lawyer. This is from news articles written by lawyers. And and by the way, I consult to a lot of states. So I, I consult to 17 states, you know, six national governments, um, uh, two major uh, like uh, uh, Department of Defense and and uh, and, and uh, 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 State Department uh, agencies, uh, lots of NGOs. So I, I do know a lot about what other states are doing. But in Michigan, I don't have an inside track. So this is just my understanding based on my experience with government, what's going on. So when they struck down um, the uh, riot act and the and the uh, uh, and the uh, 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 1976 reinstatement act, basically uh, Governor Whitmer discussed about 200 COVID regulations, and this struck down 160 of them. So the vast majority of the of the regulations were struck down, and I'll go into the ones that are really important. Uh, almost all the ones that were really important were struck down, and they and basically affected 21. As you as, as you pointed out, Dave, you know, 21 days from now, uh, basically this means that what she's done is unconstitutional and will be rescinded and pulled back out of the law. And um, immediately, of course, the AG is no longer going to enforce those regulations based on the Supreme Court's you know uh, uh, decision. Here. Yeah, honestly, like that was one of the like really concerning things that I saw today was the statement that came out by the AG. Literally telling people, go ahead and burn your masks. You don't need them anymore. Like I, we got nothing. Like that was that was that was a quote, and I don't I don't even know how to react to that. I yeah. I just can't even imagine the hell that's going to happen at stores. That. Oh yeah, you thought it was bad now? Oof. Oh man. Yeah. yeah. See enough of these videos now. Um, yeah. Do you see the uh, Do you see the post from Bobcat Bonnie's earlier? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, say you know, same like, and basically, like, you got a lot of places that are just like, look, we're not taking it anymore. You guys are being jackasses to our staff, and we're just we're just going to kick you out from now on, which is how it should be. And I don't under I don't understand why. Like, it doesn't. Like, I'm so thankful to be able to eat on a patio. I can't imagine right. yelling at anyone. Um, but then again, I'm you know. 
Well, I, I was up north, and and you know it's pretty calm up north, and and things that were actually in pretty good shape up up up, up north where I was, and uh, and every every store. My my wife wanted to go shopping, so we went to all these different stores and looked around, and every store had had sort of a discussion about the fact they'd had to you know ask people to wear masks, please, and there were always a few people who were every every day they had sort of an incident. A micro event um, that that was challenging to to manage, and gosh, it's, it's gonna <laughs> this is gonna make it even worse, right? We don't even know what side of the law uh, is is right anymore. Right. Um, it turns out that the HHS has some authority to limit crowd size in the event of epidemics, and this goes back, believe it or not, to the Spanish flu. So back in 1918, right, and and, and this was not, <laughs> and this wasn't asked the, the 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 state senate and the and the state house of representatives didn't didn't uh, say anything about this particular law. So we'll see what the result is about that in a second. But interestingly, the HHS um, has some authority, but they're, of course, their enforcement ability to do this across bound, you know, across their little regional boundaries and so on is very limited. So we're not sure how that's not going to work. And of course, the court mentioned that the governor can work with the state House and Senate to enact over legislation in the future. But things are, are it's, it's, it's hard. And I'll get into why that's so difficult in my experience in working with state governments. Uh, just because COVID moves so quick, it's hard to, it's hard to get regulations in place that, that anticipate what COVID's going to do. Well, and you've already seen, I believe it's the, uh, the lead uh, Republican uh, senator uh, for the state uh, basically come out and say he doesn't support a mask mandate at all. So, Plus the... Uh the uh, Congress, state Congress, is not going to be in session until after November third. Currently, so right. <laughs> well, that's you know. the weird thing too. Then you have county, you have county splits. Macomb County is like, no, nope, no mask. Oakland County is like, yep, mask. So, Wayne you know, County is also John yes. R. Yeah, Quinder. Quinder is the border. Apparently, is that uh, is that line? The Quinder is the border. Left to John R. You, that's right. What's that? The Quinder is the border. So you, you right. can. Oh, that's John R. And so it's really wild, right? As soon as you cross the little border, all of a sudden you're going in from from Michael Duggan's environment to you know Macomb County, and suddenly everything changes again. Right? It, it's like it's like having it's like the old days when you had non-smoking sections of restaurants, like we know, or or trying to have like a no peeing section of your pool, like that. It just doesn't work that way. Yeah, smoking sections in planes. Yeah. Oh yeah, even better. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Thank goodness, because that, that uh, it turns out because they had to do that in planes. I'm working with a couple of major airline companies. We recirculate the air about every, once every two minutes in planes because they were they're all designed to take care of smoke. And so actually, that you know, you get quite a bit of fresh air in airplanes, as it turned out. Not because we planned it this way, but just because we had to. Interesting uh, side effect. Cool. Yeah, it, it, so it turned out that some there was some some healthy effect. Of smoking See, airplanes. smoking helps. I just want to put that out there. Just <laughs> don't put, no. <laughs> Don't do that, especially with COVID. That's all you need is more smoke in your lungs, and you, and then you have you know predispositions to COVID. Trust me, don't want to smoke it. smoking anything while uh, in the COVID environment if you can avoid it. At any rate, that that's sort of my understanding of the legal situation uh, based on my work with other states. And what's interesting is um, that basically there were five big mandates, right? Uh, that, that 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 Governor Whitmore especially was worried about. The first one was the mask mandate, and basically you can see what the mandate said originally. If you're indoors, uh, if you're, you've got to maintain six foot distance, uh, especially if you're on public transportation, uh, even if you're outdoors if, and you can't maintain a six foot distance, please wear a mask. So that was the rule, and of course this struck that down. So suddenly we were in a situation where masks are no longer enforceable until the 21st. You're, you're right, Dave, about that 21 days. We do uh, we do have you know, from the second until the 20. 
uh, third, when the lower court then has to accept the Supreme Court decision and and then make, make their final ruling. So they have a 21 day period at least. That'll okay. Uh, so what was interesting was that you can see a little blue dot. dot. Mm-hmm. Th- this uh, mandate was reinstated by the Health and Human Services today at 4.58 p.m. Uh, Director Gordon uh, wrote a note that, uh, that said, based on a on Michi- uh, Michigan Civil Law 332253, uh, um, uh, suddenly I have the authority to create this mass mandate, and this mass mandate will continue to be in effect until October 30th. Um, and so, and so he, he has reinstated this, which is sort of, uh, uh, interesting. Um, uh, that, that, so there's sort of a political game going on, but it's only until October 30th. And I'm not sure what happens thereafter. I think thereafter, obviously, he's going to have to. You know what? The election yeah. happens after. Yeah. According to Bob, the election happens and this all disappears. So yeah. The election is happening. Exactly. <laughs> so there'll, there'll be a chance for the citizens to put this to vote. And I think this is going to be an important decision that you have to make on, uh, on that day. So that that's that's the first big man. That's okay. The, the asteroid's going to hit on the second, and it'll all be a moot point anyway. So yeah. <laughs> no, no. I have friends in astrophysics, and they promise me no asteroids are in the area. But there, there could be some hurricanes and things, but no asteroids. <laughs> so restaurants at fifty percent capacity, um, and basically there are twenty rules that you know, the governor Whitmore over time put into place, and there were a lot of things about indoor dining has to be limited to fifty percent capacity. Uh, groups have to be separated by six feet or more. Uh, they also require that you have to wear masks when you're going to, you know, get up off your, you know, get off away from the de- table and you're, you know, walking around. You have to, you can't be coughing on people and get on your way to the bathroom, that kind of thing. So you have to wear a mask then. Everyone, all the self-serve areas that you see closed down now, that's because of this mandate. Uh, all the drink stations closed down because of the mandate. Um, all the common areas, you can't dance, you can't mingle. Um, and if, an employee shows symptoms, you got to close down, right? So all those things are pretty common. And in the, in the states that I work with, on the 17 states that I work with, every one of them has this either in place as law or in place as, uh, you know, suggested heavily by by, by the law. Right. Uh, now the difference between the law and not the law and suggested is if in, under the states of the law, like Connecticut and so on, you can get fined and, and, and have misdemeanors charged against you in the place that are suggested, those things don't happen. So that's the big difference between if it's in the law or suggestion. So, like in Connecticut, <laughs> you'll love this. And uh, uh, Connecticut is a state that I, I, I did do some work with. Um, they actually, uh, if you come from certain states that have high positive rates, uh, and you come back, you've got to sign a little note, even if you're a Connecticut resident, saying, you know, I was in this state and I'm going to self quarantine for the next 14 days. And if you're found out by your neighbors that you, you know, haven't self quarantined, you know, That'll be ten thousand dollars, please. <laughs> wow. So yeah, there's 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 a real penalty, you know, for uh, in, in some states for not for, for for breaking these rules. And of course, Connecticut what really suffered. I mean, they 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 were on the tail end of the New York piece of so everything. That, and, and, I was gonna say, I think New York and New Jersey were yeah right there. So that makes sense. Yeah. So they 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 they, they felt like they really had to do some things, and it was supported by the citizens. In our case, we didn't we haven't had that we haven't had quite as bad an experience as that, so that we're not at that level. But it's sort of interesting that the different states do a different thing. The gathering limits was the next big area that Governor Whitmore passed. That was one of the big five. And she was actually scheduled to, you know, sort of open up, open up the gathering limits slightly more than right. they were 
And so, uh, you know, indoor, indoor venues, hosting 20 people per thousand square feet, as long as they wear masks, outdoor 30 per thousand per square feet, up to 30% capacity, 1,000 people in, in the arenas, and so on. And um, so that, that, that was what she had planned to do. And uh, actually, the, the HHS reinstated the lower, <laughs> the lower recommendation. So this is a little bit more tight now than what Governor Whitmore was planning to release on October 9th. Well, so see, I, know, I know a lot of places that were planning on uh, not obviously getting back to normal, but were planning events, um, oh, you know, with limited capacity and all that stuff starting next weekend or this weekend now, I guess. And now that's now it's probably going to uh, now it's been reinstated by HHS <laughs> through through at least. 10:30. Yep. Uh, again, uh, late this afternoon. So I was literally typing this up a few minutes before I I I I I am talking to you guys. Then we had the bar closures. The bar closures, July 1st, uh, government were closed down all indoor services at bars in Michigan. Had at least 70% of their sales coming from alcohol. Well, unfortunately, we don't really we don't really uh, track sales data like that. And so it was impossible to enforce. So it, was, it was very much an honor system. I, I think we uh, we all know places that have never sold so much as a chicken strip uh, that were staying open under this claim. So, yeah. Alcohol sales are up 15%. Your Coke sales are up 330,000%. Yeah, it turns out that, you know, private alcohol consumption is really up um, uh, by, you know, 15, 18% I, I, across the whole U.S. I'm, uh, I, I have no idea what you're talking about. That is, <laughs> I, I have, I have no, no, no clue why that would be. Now, interestingly, they, 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 um, they reinstated the, partially reinstated the, they didn't close the bars. So the bars can remain open now. Uh, but you can't mingle. You can't get too close together. You both maintain the six feet. You're not supposed to have you know open areas uh, where you're self serve and things like that at bars, which, which makes sense. So you don't want to start sharing peanut peanut uh, you know peanuts and and things like that. Right. Uh, so, uh, but it, it, so this has loosened up some. With, even with the HHS partially reinstatement. Well, so and I, I guess just real quick on that one, I, you yeah. know what what are your thoughts on how that's going to look? I mean, let's be real. It's it's October fifth. This this is Michigan. Um, you know, I know a lot of places either you know it took over you know sidewalks or parking lots or you know there are places like Temple Bar that went out and poured a huge patio out back and you know and that's great, but it's still open air and this is still Michigan and you know it it could start snowing quite literally any day now. So. <laughs> Yeah, last year we had what we had October twentieth, wasn't it? Yeah. So before Halloween, we got like twelve feet, of, twelve inches of snow. It was wild. Uh, so um, what I've done actually, uh, I'm helping some schools with this uh, now. Admittedly, the schools are in California, so a little bit different temperature. Right. They, we bought we bought outside kerosene lanterns and things like that, and they can get pretty warm and keep it going for for, for some for some time. Um, the problem is in, in the bars, you know, that it's 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 loud enough where you have to shout. Uh, and you're drinking quite a bit, so you're pretty friendly, and you let your guard down often, and you're with friends frequently, and so it's just hard to keep your guard up um, in, in, in a bar, uh, especially if they're at tight quarters. So I, I, I choose carefully uh, where, I, where, I, where, I, where I Oh, for sure. I mean, honestly, that's one of the things I, that I love about what Temple's done is, you know, so they've got, uh, they've got tables out back. They don't even want you coming up to the they don't want you going back inside to the bar um i mean there's probably a staff member you know a bartender that comes out every minute or two just, just hey you need anything you good hey you need anything you good hey you need anything just just to keep that from going on yeah yeah and, and that's that, that's that's really good practice compared you know and and, and then there are others who don't have that who have, don't have that opportunity and so they're you know, going to try to 
you know, possibly squeeze you in. And, right. uh, and but I'd be watch, I'd be careful uh, about that, especially because the flu season's coming. And yep. you know, it's just uh, it's just tough out there. The worker out, uh, office space also office workers in Michigan who can work remotely are required to keep working remotely. That actually has that actually is no longer in place. What is in place is to say that you if, if you are not a family member, not with your family. Uh, there are distancing requirements, so that that part of it, the the uh, that that uh, the offices are under that 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 part of the okay. But the uh, when I when I look through what what uh, Director Gordon had put down as far as worker uh, worker office space, he didn't. I don't believe he said that you must work remotely if you can, um, and that includes now Upper Peninsula as well as Lower Peninsula just because of their uh, uh, outbreak. And yeah, because that was part of the that was part of the rollback that she announced for the UP was was right. was coming down hard and heavy on that again. Yeah, yeah, because the most most of the areas where you had a little bit more concentration of population, it was just a mess uh, as far as uh, out, outbreak goes. It was really pretty bad, and, and of course, the health services up there are, are thinner than they are yep. down in the in major metro areas. So it lists a little bit, all, all of a sudden, you're overwhelming the, the system. So what was interesting is that each violation charged the misdemeanor with up to $2.05 and up to six months in jail. Um, so that's interesting. Uh, that's a little bit tougher, actually, than some of the uh, uh, executive orders that were in place uh, that didn't include jail time uh, under uh, Governor Whitmore. And a fine up to $1,000 per, per violation. So if you do this a few times in a row, and people you know tell on you, uh, all of a sudden it's, it, it starts to add up, right? So you got to be right. careful. And what's interesting is the local health departments are authorized to carry out this order uh, with law enforcement acting as, quote, departmental representatives. So apparently, uh, as long as the local you know, government is a- a- approving, you can get help. So I, I just want to. So I, I'm, I'm just thinking back to my own experiences and who I've seen walking around, because, like, you know, where we have our. Uh, studio in Cass Corridor. Um, they're a, a, a food court kind of thing, and there's been somebody from the health department there at, at literally every time I've been there. So isn't that who's already been doing this, or, or has that been a mixed bag? That's been, so they're, they're doing that under, under, uh, under other jurisdiction. In this case, they're using jurisdiction of the, of the, of the epidemics, which gives them, uh, and then they're uh, you know, uh, pulling people in from law enforcement to help them do things more immediately and with consequence as far as, uh, as, as this misdemeanor and, and, and gotcha. Fines. So yeah, they're, they're, they're asking with people, um, uh, into, into their, into their department suddenly. And of course, certain mayors like mayor Duggan and, and said, you know, in Detroit, we want to put this together. And if you look at the different mandates and the mask mandate, the restaurants at 50% capacity, the gathering limits, bar closures, worker office spaces, those are pretty common. Uh, the, the, almost every group, every state in the country has been saying masks are a good thing, whether it's, you know, uh, part of the law or part of the recommendations. Restaurants are 50% capacity. Here, that's less. Here, it's sort of, uh, I'd say, a quarter of the states uh, have said, no, restaurants can open fully, bars can open fully. But probably about, you know, I would say at least 30 of the states are, are 30 to, you know, 30 to 35%, uh, 30 to 35 of the states. Are saying no, you know, bars should remain at the twenty-five percent capacity. Uh, same with restaurants, uh, and the worker office space also is pretty common in most states. So this isn't um, out of the normal. Uh, uh, you know, in certain some states where I, I am, it is, um, um, but uh, most of those states are are uh, pretty uh, pretty far out as far as the, their rules and regulations. So, and I know, I know one of the things that I'm, I'm quite sure will be of concern to some people. Um, so I know it was her state of emergency 
that kicked in the additional uh, PUA with the unemployment stuff. So does that now go away as well? I I don't I do not believe so. I'm not sure, but uh, I think that's one of the forty that remain. Okay, uh, that are still okay. Uh, but I, I I haven't read the full hundred and seven pages of the report. <laughs> I mean, hey, why not, Fred? I mean, there's only so many. I mean, you've had two whole days. What the? Hell? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, not like you've had anything else going on. Most of the lawyers I've talked to also haven't read the whole thing. Oh, he's a, yeah. It's it's the old, uh, you, you got to sign the bill so you can read it and understand what's in it move. I see, yeah. yeah so you got to pass the bill. Right. Oh, I can read it. <laughs> so that, that's basically the big five orders. And you can say, see what Director Gordon did. He's tried, to, he's tried to reinstate those big five orders under a different law. And we'll see if that holds him. But what I've tried to do as I tried to say, so now suppose the, that our, our Supreme Court stands and the state and uh, state representative, the state representative stand the way they are. If that happens, uh, actually, we've we've run the models. You can you can go to uh, the uh, IHME model site, and you can see they've actually modeled uh, um, what happens if you loosen the regulations. So they've actually modeled this out for us. And I have a model also. My model is a little bit different than theirs, but uh, from a from a order of magnitude standpoint, almost every model in the United States, we've got 30 of them going right now, uh, uh, 30 of them that are big, that are publicized, um, and probably you know, several thousand that people are running just on the side. Um, and you can see, if, 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 if the court ruling stands, uh, and in November, uh, at the end of October, uh, the lower court says well, all this stuff is unconstitutional, which is you know likely, since it is the lower court responding to the upper court. That, you know, starting in around two weeks into November, we'll start to see a pretty big increase, a pretty rapid escalation of, of cases. It'll happen. It'll happen that rapidly because we're all moving inside. The flu is there, um, you know, uh, and um, and so. Well, and we've got Wisconsin to look to as a case study right now. And, and Wisconsin is going to look like a uh, look, look comparatively good because in Wisconsin, they're staying outside. But in November, it's going to get cold enough where we're all going to be going inside. Right. And well, COVID doesn't Wisconsin cold. only have like 1,200 deaths or something, 1,300 deaths? I mean, they, they stayed well under the radar with this thing throughout this process. They, they, they did. That doesn't mean it's not going to get it now, but I'm just saying. Yeah, no, they, yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, because their governor, I mean, so that's the thing. I mean, there's a lot of, there's actually a lot of parallels between Michigan and Wisconsin when it comes to, um, you know, Democratic governor, Republican legislature, what the Democratic governor did, what the Republican legislature has done. So, like, we, we're now catching up, sadly, to what Michigan, to what Wisconsin has done. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, so like, like I said, they're, they're now reporting, you know their hospitals are hitting capacity. In fact, a, a oh, lot yeah. of their hospitals are hitting capacity. Their death rates are starting to climb. So it's, yeah. Napoli and Green Bay. Those are the. Those are those are cities that are. Well, yeah, your population density. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and the you know, Appleton has a big college and uh, Lawrence and so on. So you know, yeah. Uh, at any rate, so if you run all the numbers, and this is IHME. So IHME is the model that actually President Trump uses and the federal government uses. There, there are probably thirty others. Uh, that are used as CDC uses Los Alamos model, but they all say about the same thing. They're okay. all quite consistent about this. And they said basically, look, if, if you if you want to go ahead and re- release all the mandates that Governor Whitmore put in place, then you you know by the end, right now by the end of the year you'll have about forty five thousand um, new cases, um, uh, and um, 
uh, if it versus about seventy two hundred cases if you relax. As I see, I'm I'm noticing, um, yeah, those 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 two curves go really different ways. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now my my models are slightly different. I don't go down quite so much, and I and but I start up a little bit faster than they have, and and uh, and I I, I I I don't go quite as high as they do. But at any rate, on order of magnitude basis, it's within ten percent. So what we what you do then is you say, okay, how much does it cost for thirty seven thousand extra cases? And you do the math, and according to Avalier, which is probably the you know the top consultant in this space, uh, based on reimbursements. Uh, average reimbursement for COVID per patient, if they go to hospital, is $23,489. Now, if you are uninsured, that price goes up to about $73,000. <laughs> yeah. If you are insured by a commercial payer, it's about $35,000. And Medicare, Medicaid is in the $12,000. So you can get a sense of, of just how wide the cost is up, costs are. So if you're on a, if you're uninsured, be really careful. Uh, you don't want to, you don't want to screw with this thing and get to the hospital. You're getting the kind of service that President Trump is getting right now. It's, it's expensive. It's expensive service. So um, that's going to cost us about 170, you know, seven million dollars, and that, that's that's you know getting up there. But then when you think about what else happened with with COVID, we talked about last time. You get these long haul effects, right? Uh, where about a third of the patients uh, have permanent problems with their lungs, permanent problems with their heart, permanent problems with their brains, fuzzy, and and, and permanently fatigued. And what I did is I said, well, let's take a look at general costs. And on average, if you've got COPD, which is scarring at the lungs and having difficulty breathing, uh, it costs about $5,230 per year. Now, don't forget, some of these patients have neurological issues. That's, right. that's cost about 50000 That can cost upwards of you know, $25,000 to $50,000 a year. And heart patients cost even more than that. So, you know, I've been trying to take sort of an average. This is sort of probably a, a, a low side if you think about how much it really costs to treat uh, a major lung uh, a major lung problem. Uh, looks like you've got glass scarring in your lungs. Uh, but, you know, let's take a small small number. That's fine. Well, it, this for 12000 uh, 427 patients, this is going to cost us $1.3 billion. Uh, uh, and this is only after two months, you know, this is only after two months. Uh, this is right. you know, after the December of this year. So this is, you know, this is getting to be pretty expensive, uh, this kind of a ruling. Now, the other side of the equation is, of course, we got a lot of people who don't really like, you know, having mental problems because they're all cooped up. And we've got a lot of problems because, uh, you know, these, these, these businesses are, are shutting down. But this is not jumping. So I, I, I have to ask, and, and I, I'm, yeah. I, just just based on you, I'm, I'm going to assume the answer is no, but who knows? Maybe I'm wrong. Um, did you happen to watch the uh, pandemic episode of South Park? <laughs> no, I didn't see that. I haven't. I haven't. Watched, uh, I have not watched one movie about pandemics. I heard there's like there are three or four great ones. And I should be watching them, but I have not seen one. Of them. Just, I was just no. curious because there, there. It's you know because it's all about the it's all about kids and you know the, it, and one of the kids is like basically projecting his own mental issues about being all cooped up onto one of his friends and and all that. So yeah, I was, I was just curious. Oh yeah, well a lot of that's true. No. We get a lot of great and the moral is, make- moral of the episode is don't get drunk with Mickey Mouse. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Don't make Fred watch that episode, dude. I'll send you a couple relevant clips, Fred. That's all you need to watch, yeah. Okay, it's a deal. Well, at any rate, this, this, these numbers come from the CDC. They're, they're, they're very accurate. You, Michigan's actually about 10% higher than most of the other states, frankly, in terms of their costs. We're well, we're well insured. But you know, let's keep these sort of as, as order of magnitude types of costs. Right. So, then... 
the deaths, each of the cases, of course, comes death. Um, according to the projections, and you know, these are pretty conservative projections, we're going to have three times the death rate as a result of, of, a, of a rolling back of the uh, of the mandate should they be found unconstitutional and should uh, Director Gordon's you know efforts be be not right. So we'll have three times the death rates, um, uh, and you can see that you know back in April we were really suffering quite a bit with 145. Uh, deaths per day, and the projections here again. This is these are IHME model projections, and they're they're about right. Uh, uh, are saying we're, we're going to have 250, and that's uh, by January, yeah. By January, and of course, what about these curves? Is they don't just come down. These aren't normally bell shaped, you know, right? That's because we work really hard to get the bell to get the, those numbers down. If you do nothing, it's going to keep going until it doesn't find any more kindling to, to catch fire. Right. And we had a lot of kindling out there. Only about 10 percent of us have been exposed to this thing. So that's sort of what death rates look like. And then when you start to say how many extra deaths does that all add up to, the answer is about 2,019 extra deaths is what they're saying uh, over the next two months. So in two months, we'll have 2,000 extra deaths. Um, and if you, you know, the uh, government actually assigns a value uh, to the GDP of every productive person in the United States. Uh, and even when you hit 65, 70, um, that, 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 those values remain pretty close to this. Uh, and you can see that the cost is about $20 billion by those estimates of, of, of lost productivity as a result of other people dying. And, uh, all these extra hospitalization, uh, also is, uh, are occurring. So all this stuff is taking off as we e- ease these, these, these limits. And one of the questions is how how big has the imposition been, right? I mean, gosh, we've been struggling hard. Well, believe it or not, um, there <laughs> we actually do surveys of this. <laughs> and um, uh, <laughs> how <laughs> annoyed are you? <laughs> well, actually, <laughs> actually we, we look at we look at are you really wearing your mask or not? And uh, so, and this is from University of Maryland, as I recall. Uh, they they do yeah, they 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 look at they look at every state. They go out and they monitor how many people are wearing masks, aren't wearing masks, what conditions, and so on. And you can see that in Michigan, we're at about thirty five percent compliance. So about thirty five percent of the time, we're wearing masks in public as 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 we're supposed to. Doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah, and if you think about it, I I I'd like to think I'm a little bit better than this, but even even I'm not, you know, I'm not that great. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm at around probably, you know, 40, 50% maybe, you know, and, and, you know, I'm out a lot in what I think is pretty open air, but I guess I would be dinged by University of Maryland uh, <laughs> on their survey. What's interesting is they they, con- they contrast this with other countries and the best mask wearers in the world are the Taiwanese. I mean, they must be wearing masks in the bathroom, you know, going to bed every, every which way because they're 95% plus. Uh, uh, on, on, on the Maryland survey. So it is possible to get really high numbers. And if you, uh, now in Taiwan, it's sort of interesting. If you're found without a mask in Taiwan, I mean, they, they can fine you huge amounts of money. Well, yeah. I mean, and honestly, like that's the only, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's no, there's no penalties here. Like, I mean, I've, I've watched, you know, and, you know, like we, you know, we touched on it earlier. Like I've seen, People walk into whether it's you know a Seven Eleven or you know whatever else, 
and start giving, you know, whoever behind the counter crap, you know, and they've got a sign out front that says, look, you've got to have a mask on to come in. There's a sign like right on the plexiglass as soon as you walk in that says, hey, you've got to have a mask to come in. And so, like, it, you know, it's it's no different than no shirt, no shoes, no service. Like, that's that's how that goes. No if this st- No dice. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Um, so- now, Fred, is that when you say mask in public, is that indoor, outdoor? Is there any delineation? Uh, that that is um, that is in um, indoor and outdoor and public. They call it in in public. They call it in public. That's okay. the standard. And in Taiwan, it turns out they even are are monitoring your you in your home. Uh, same thing in Singapore. I, I mean, I can sell to these co- countries, and and if you're found without wearing a mask appropriately, even in your apartment building, um, you know, it's, that's fifty thousand dollars, please. And every time you're 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 found, it's 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 a lot of money. Wow. Yeah, I, and so. Yeah, in Switzerland, you you, you know, you, you you not wear your mask a few times, it's it's hundreds of thousands of dollars, and they and they will collect. You know, trust me, <laughs> they collect. So, uh, and in Hawaii, we did the same thing. We you know we 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 find some people we find we we find some people ten thousand bucks when they weren't quarantining like they were supposed to when they when they went, went on the island because they were really concerned about spread rapidly. So if you go to Hawaii and you and you break the quarantine laws, you know that that'll be ten thousand dollars for you. Yeah, I'm that pretty serious about it. So, uh, so there, there are different kinds of, uh, of enforcement, but generally, you know, um, people who are fined a lot, they, 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 they learn fast. They shouldn't be. So that, so (laughs) what's interesting is that, what's interesting is that I don't think these executive orders have been that, uh, usurious. They haven't been that tough, uh, on us. I think they're, I think they're followable. I think they're reasonable. I think they're pretty reasonable, but we're really, there are a lot of people who really object to them. Which is, you know, which is, I understand, you know, especially if it impacts your business adversely. And, uh, if, it, if you're, if, if you really think there's not an impact for wearing a mask, it turns out that there is, we we're pretty sure now that wearing a mask will reduce, uh, the, the, the transmission of this disease by about five to six times, uh, in the same environment. So that, that, that is a pretty big fact. Right. Uh, that, that, that's, the, that's sort of what the science is showing us right now. Um, but the imposition level, you know, I understand sometimes some people don't like, I don't like wearing masks all the time. It, it, it scratched my face, I, I have to admit. So, but, you know, uh, with over time, I'm getting used to it. Now, what's, what's interesting uh, is they also look, look at mobility. So they'll actually look at your, your phone. And you can see that back in April in Michigan, we were way down in our mobility. We yep. didn't go up at 70%. So the question became, how are we doing now? And the answer is right now we're down about, compared to 2019 at the same time, we're, we're not moving around about nine to 10%. We're moving about nine to 10% less than they were back in October of last year. So nine to 10%, you know, uh, that's probably about right for me. Maybe I'm doing a little less mobile than, than that, but I, in that range, what's interesting is that what they also calculated is suppose you wanted to reach the same level of security in your health. If all the mandates were removed, how much mobility would you have to constrain yourself by? To reach that same level of health, if if as of if if, Dr., if Governor Whitmer's um, uh, rules were in place, right. right? Here's the level of health I got with in place. In order to hit that, I've got to actually reduce my mobility sixty three percent. So, because some guys don't want to wear their masks and they push the governor in certain direction, I have to reduce my mobility by sixty. You know, people who do want to wear their mask, you want to be safe. Have to, to, in order to avoid those people who are so upset about wearing the mask, I've got to reduce my mobility by 63%. So it's pretty, it's a pretty big imposition on me. Right. 
to be around this environment where suddenly we've got no mandates anymore. If I want to retain my level of health that I had under the mandate, does that make sense? That all that that that, that all good. So that's that's a big change in mobility. I've got to I've got to go back to where I was in April when I wasn't going anywhere in April. So it's sort of interesting to see that 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 contrast. Here's the imposition of the mask versus here's the imposition of the person on mobility. If I don't wear that mask, and it's a pretty big it's a pretty big shift. Yeah. So here's the real cost, right? The real cost is we are, and I, and I, I work on a, on a number of these big areas in terms of vaccines. I, I'm working with a number of the companies. I'm working with uh, uh, the government at the highest levels in order to understand when we're going to get vaccines out. And I'll talk to you about that in a few weeks whenever you want, Dave. Uh, it's a very complicated discussion, but I'd love to get into it because it's really exciting. We're doing pretty well with vaccines is the answer. And we think that by the, the middle to end of next year, we're going to be ready with a vaccine that's really going to start to reduce the amount of mask wearing and social distancing we're going to have to have because it's going to reduce the transmission. Levels. We'll have to see how it goes, but we think we're pretty sure. Oh, wait, so it's not going to be next month is what you're saying? That's. <laughs> uh, I think, I think one company may be out next month. Uh, uh, spoiler alert. I, I'll, I'll tell you now in a, in a couple of weeks. <laughs> there is one company in position to do that. And then they're, they're making signals. They might make it before the election. So it's still, it's still a, a scenario. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Just cause it's just cause it's done. Doesn't mean it's ready. That's the, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we got to get it out there, and it's complicated. Trust me, I'll, I'll show you. I'll show you all about what the what the supply chain looks like uh, next next time. It's it, it's it's exciting. It's it's really cool. But anyway, suppose we take our our two months and we just say let's just flatten the curve. Let's say in December, uh, sorry, in January first, that curve's just going to remain flat all the way out until we get a vaccine in October. And most people are uh, most people are starting to get vaccinated. How much money is it going to cost us not to have all these mandates? If we extend the two months to the 12 months, and the answer right. is, well, like the GDP impact between on November and December of just this year of this man of the, of the Supreme Court ruling is $2.7 billion, right? You got the hundred, you got the extra cases, uh, you actually have the extra regular cases, the extra long haul cases, and the excess deaths. And the problem with the long haul cases and the extra deaths is they stay with us for the next 20 years, right? Yep. The average person is dying at 65. He would have let, they, he or she would have gone to 85, and so on. And, and same thing with long haul cases. They, they, they wouldn't have been sick, and so they would. That, that's a 20, 20 year period. So if we do the math, the best scenario with vaccine control uh, in November of 21, the one year impact of the court ruling is, the ruling is about 16.2 billion dollars. That's how much it costs in order to lift all these things up in terms that's, of our health. That's a lot of money. Yeah, and it turns out. That, that if you look at how much the, all the restaurants in the state contribute to our GDP, it's about $17.9 billion, which means that <laughs> so we could have just paid these guys. Here you go. Here's, they would have had 100% profit. We're not even talking. <laughs> we're talking about not, not, not their profit. We're talking about their sales. Right? Yeah, right. Yeah, just not even worrying about just covering costs. Yeah, your entire – wow. We could have given them almost all the money they're going to make in the whole year just outright and paid <laughs> – for this mess uh, without without really hurting anybody, which would have been great. Wow! But, you know, we uh, we decided to go to go this route instead, and it's going to be really expensive. I mean, it's going to cost us a fortune, and and the and still these, but no one's going to feel safe going to some of these restaurants anyway. So they're going to have troubles, and you know, they're going to have to do lots of remediation in order to get people to come in. And of course, we're all going to be a lot sicker. 
And so it's just frustrating to watch this. I'm just surprised we couldn't have come to some better arrangement. Well, yeah, I mean, and, and that's a very real thing. I mean, even the places that are open, that are trying to do things right, you know, they're, they're not seeing. Everyone's trying to do their best. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're not you're not seeing, you know, even half capacity crowds. You're not seeing, you know, yeah, and they're yeah, they're all trying to do their best with you know takeout and pickup and and all that kind of stuff, but. And I do my best to go out and do takeout at you know to the restaurants I like you know try to keep yep. going and, you know at, and it's tough. I mean everyone's saying yeah it's hard it's really hard. Uh, and the and the problem is that actually this this ruling isn't going to affect us because of the long haul case and the extra deaths. It's not going to affect us for you know just that year right. It's going to actually yep. drive our productivity GDP productivity down for three and a half percent every year. Every year for the next twenty years, we're going to be down twenty you know, because of this this decision. So what you're saying is we're 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 never going to fix the damn roads, Fred. That's that's what you're saying. That's that's it's that's never going to happen. That's <laughs> oh man, I, 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 I you know I, there's a lot there, there there's a lot of interesting things about about the roads that I, that we should get into at some point. But I'm not an expert in infrastructure. I do know a lot about on healthcare infrastructure. I know a lot, but uh, as far as uh, the roads go, all, my only experience has been I, I drive over a lot of bumps every day. Right. In my car. I don't think they're getting fixed. I'll tell you. No. I'm sure people are trying hard. Then actually, actually, uh, around Ann Arbor, we're starting to get a little better. I have to I have to say, we, there are a couple of roads that we're really bumping that are getting better, which is great. They're, they're under construction, I'm working hard. But at any rate, that's the cost of the uh, 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 of the court ruling. If you look at just what's going to happen as a result in the health sector uh, about COVID alone, now it's hard to talk about the whole impact, right? I mean, there's there's lots of millions of different aspects of the of this impact. What happens about people who, you know, don't uh, don't go to their doctor because they are afraid of COVID? That's going to also increase uh, mm-hmm. the, the deaths even, even even more. As you know, in April, lots of delays were occurring. There was lots of even bigger shifts in the economy that were occurring in April. And according to the, the numbers, we're going to be about seventy percent worse than we were in April. So you know uh, that that's that's not going to be a good scene if we let this thing just take off in the fall because COVID just ready to go. I mean, it's just sitting there waiting for the cold weather, and and I think it's all getting to our you know. Uh, uh, heated houses where air 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 recirculates. And yep. So that's that's well, the that, you know that's a good and that's a good point. Fred, that you brought up like all of the restaurants that kind of retooled and gave patios and and yeah. kind of extended their lives a little bit. That's going to be gone very 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 quickly. It's going to be yeah. So now what? You know that's that's the problem. So now what? And I think that's why people were calling up their legislators and say, "Hey, look, you know, uh, Michigan. I, I, rep- I you're my representative. You're my senator, uh, and and I, my my business is going to suffer much more in starting October. Can you bring this to court?" And so they did. You know, they were trying to they were trying to they were trying to you know represent their their, their the people, their constituents, uh, and there were enough people who were upset about it that you know that they brought the Supreme Court. It's just that I think they could have found a better solution. You know, then sort of the all or none and the health and service, human services now coming in and trying to, you know, steer it back to where it was, which is probably the right answer. At the same time, there's no fiscal support um, to help these guys out who are having to go down, right? That, that That's that's the that's the part that's missing. Well, I mean, and the interesting part is, I mean, you know, I mean, I guess you play out that scenario. I mean, even if places do, okay, screw it, we're opening up at 100, 100% capacity, are people showing up? That's just it. Yeah, you know, you, you can open the economy, but, but and what's interesting is I work for 
you know, states that really have a, a much worse situation than we do in Michigan. We, we've done a great job. I don't consult in Michigan, but we've done, we've done a, 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 you know, the state overall has performed really, really well. I, I give it kind of top 10 scores, uh, frankly, out of the 50 states. Um, some of the states I work with are, are really diehard about we want to keep everything open. We really want to go. And the problem is we keep everything open, but no one wants to go. You know, yep. it's like, geez, you know, <laughs> so, so we're getting worse, both, uh, worse to both worlds. We're sort of sitting there and we kept everything open. So, that you know, there are people who are really gung ho and, and having super spreader events. And at the same time, you, you know, there's enough of the population who doesn't want to do that uh, because they're all scared to go that uh, it kills the economy anyway. So uh, we really got to, you know, the, the, the truth is you got to get control of the virus before you can really have the economy open up successfully because people are just going to make their own decisions. Oh, yeah. It's the, you know, the old, uh, you know, rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic motif. Yeah. What was interesting is you could tell that even even back in, in, in March, you know, we, we most of the states closed down a period between March and April. That was when things closed down. And some states didn't close at all. South Dakota and, and, and some, some other states didn't close at all. So what was interesting was. It didn't matter what state you were in. South Dakota had the same, you know, had the same amount of mobility decrease, the same amount of economic decrease as New York. Uh, because people just, you know, and, and that started right, right in, right around March 15th in every state. It didn't matter what the state did as far as the law went. It didn't matter what people, whether people felt safe or not. Right. It's, it's the economy. So it, that's, you know, it's sort of interesting to watch the, watch that move through. So uh, there's one other thing I wanted to show you really quick. I know yeah. I'm running out of money. I'm running no, you're out fine. of time here. <laughs> but, um, uh, so, oh, so, so, uh, so the, the conclusion, there are two other things I want to show you. The conclusion was, that basically, if you know, one of the things about about pandemics is that I've learned is that you've got to over-respond. And the reason you've got to over-respond is because pandemics and epidemics and these viruses, they grow exponentially. So if you want to be, if you want to, uh, you know, control the virus, you actually have to intervene a lot earlier than people think it's, than people who don't see the whole population picture and just are looking at their own individual situation are aware of. So as a governor, you've got to have all these things out there or as, or, or as a state, you've got to have all these measurements out there that are saying, you know, it's starting to go exponential. And nobody, you know, you and me, we won't see that as individuals. But as a population, if you're looking at that and, and watching it as a population doing the testing you need to do and so on, you will see that 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 general that that that, that up and you'll you'll shut down things faster than People who are going to sit back, think about things, consult among themselves, you know, have the legislature get involved. It just takes too long, you know. And by the time you finally say, oh, my gosh, we're in trouble, then you're really in trouble because, you know, it goes two, four, eight, yep. 16, 32. It's not two, four, six, eight. Oh, yeah. No, I remember that from yeah one of the one of the very first presentations you gave us, that this isn't a linear progression. It's an exponential progression. And we just if you don't hit it hard early, um, you just get killed. And that's that, and that's what's going to happen if we don't have these fast interventions. It's a special situation. I mean, pandemics aren't like an economic situation. They're not like a, uh, a social intervention, like a riot. It's a special situation. It's going to take a, you know, it's going to take some special uh, kind of tools in order to control. And that's something we just have to start to get used to and, and respond to more, more appropriately. And sadly, we're going to have a lot of a chance, a lot more chances to do that. Right. A fall. So Michigan's not going to be able to respond quickly enough across the state. Um, uh, if, if we allow this ruling to kind of uh, go forward the way we think it's going to, 
especially going into this fall COVID season where we really are going to have nothing to prevent the COVID from spreading. We don't have a vaccine. We don't have much, we don't have much medicine at all uh, to control this thing. And it'll just, take, it'll just have its way with us. It really will. The impact on you is, um, the, the truth is that we're only about 35% compliance with mask wearing and, 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 you know, social gathering and so on, according to most surveys. So mm-hmm. it turns out that, you know, suppose we get it down to like 25%. I mean, is that going to be a big difference in your personal life? Probably not. You know, uh, and that's probably as far as people are going to go. There are going to be people who are going to be wearing masks regardless. So the big thing is that if they repeal Obamacare and you're not insured, um, you know those numbers I showed you that shows how much it's going to cost? Yeah. Well, instead of $23,487, it's going to be $73,265. That's how much it costs for uninsured patients on average to go to get, and get their COVID treated. So and that's because insurance companies and Medicare and Medicaid, they can negotiate with these healthcare providers and say, bullshit, not $73,000. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Declaring shenanigans. <laughs> I'm not going to pay that. Uh, and uh, But we as individuals, we're not insured. We, we don't have that negotiating door, uh, 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 opportunity. And they'll just take it out of your hide uh, one way or the other if you get hospitalized with COVID. Um, and the other big issue is if you got long-haul condition, we're finding a lot of people yep. are having long-haul conditions. Even if they have pretty asymptomatic kind of uh, uh, experience with COVID itself, you can have big problems with your, with your heart, with your lungs, with your brain uh, for forever. Uh, we can't solve these problems. And that means you can't, you know, right now I estimated there's going to cost about $5,200 a year. Well, if you're uninsured, it's $20,000 a year. So um, if they, you know, if, if simultaneously we reverse a lot of the uh, impact and get people, you know, sicker as a result of not having mandates, and then, by the way, uh, the mandates um, uh, that, the, that Obamacare put in that says, you know, people are going to be insured uh, are also taken away, it's going to be expensive. Uh, it'll be expensive. So, you know, just uh, now, uh, in, in just these are bad scenarios, but uh, we should be aware of them. And uh, and oh, uh, for sure, what the costs are on either side. There may be a lot of people uh, in your audience who say it's worth it to me to not to, to have this freedom and uh, for my business to have this freedom, and I want to have this freedom, and I, I like what what the state senators and representatives are doing. And there are others who are saying, "Gosh, you know, this is really, really expensive." When you start to look at the health implications. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're 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 asking for uh, you're asking for two things there, Fred. You're, you're asking for people to not be self-centered, and you're asking them to think long term. That's like that. <laughs> those those kind of those are antithetical in American society right now. Yeah. <laughs> now I talked a little bit about about uh, about the the best medicines, and what's nice in what you no, know, I hope President. Trump obviously gets better fast, and uh, it looks like he's been re- going to be released uh, tonight. I guess it's at six thirty. Supposed to be released. Oh yeah, no, he's already back at the White House. Yeah, back at the White House. I'm sure they have a virtual hospital at that White House because the kind of symptoms that I was hearing means that he was having some. <laughs> well, so and, and that's you know, uh, go ahead and finish this up because I want to double back and ask you about that specifically. Absolutely, uh, and so you know, um, what's interesting was they published what he what he's what he's on. Uh, and I think this is quite important. It, 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 so if you are in the hospital right now, or if you have a there's no uh, there's no there's no Big Macs and chocolate shake and diet coke jokes in there. Come on, 
Nutrition is important. Nutrition is important. Sleep is important. Exercise, yeah. all those yeah. things. Yeah. But, uh, but once you get the disease, it's less important, sadly. Well, it's still important, but, it, but it, it's most of it's to get your resistance build up uh, in order to fight the virus coming in uh, on, on that front. But, um, but you're right. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I can't talk. I am the world's worst junk food eater. eater so I... I, yeah, I was gonna I say, go I was, to, yeah, there's there's no cheesesteaks on here. I'm doomed. There's yeah. You know, I, I, go out, I, go out, I go out to lunch with cardiovascular surgeons and guys who are you know in, in this uh, you know uh, diabetologists all the time, and they look at what I have for lunch. They say, you know, Fred, <laughs> you you keep me in business because this is going to kill you. <laughs> I know it's so good, I can't stop myself. <laughs> but so I I've got uh, so uh, so I can't really talk about. President Trump's diet, but I, uh, but I'm sure it's quite similar to mine. Um, and uh, I would say that you know what's interesting was they gave him uh, the monoclonal antibody cocktail from Regeneron. This is this is two uh, two antibodies they have isolated and found that it has what they call neutralizing effect. There are a lot of antibodies that sort of glom onto the uh, glom onto the virus and prevent it from coming in. These two antibodies actually seem to actually kill the virus. Like they're two different kinds of effect of these antibodies. And this cocktail, there's another one. There, there, there are a couple others that are coming through. They chose uh, one of them. You know, they're, they're cocktails of three, five, and and, and in the case of the Regeneron, it's two. Um, What's interesting about, about, about that is that it's still under what they call compassionate use. So you can get your doctor to get, get you this. You, know, you go on to clinical trial and you can get access uh, in certain medical centers in, 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 in Michigan to this monoclonal antibody. And uh, it sounds like, you know, I've, I've seen a lot of the data on this and, I've, and I know a lot, of, a lot of the people who are doing the development on this. Um, and uh, it's, it's, it's a really interesting thing. It turns out there's no dose effect. Uh, or we, it's a it's sort of a funny dose effect. The middle dose actually is the most, is the most, normally what you, what you want to see is, you know, low dose means low response, high dose means high response. In this case, the dose effect goes low for low amounts of dose. The middle dose actually has the highest response. And then when you get too high, the dose, the, the, the effect actually falls off. Hmm. So we're sort of worried about that. And we're not really sure, um, whether, this drug's going to work. But normally, you'd expect, you know, dose, 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 you know, suppression, suppression, suppression. In this case, you don't see that. The other thing is that monoclonal antibodies are pretty big, hefty molecules that start to build up in your, in, in your kidneys and in your, especially in your liver. Uh, and so this can be pretty hard on your body. But the doctors who are working with President Trump uh, thought that this was their best option, and that to me was was interesting and um, and worth thinking about. Uh, what we have, if you can't get the Regeneron monoclonal antibody, then the convalescent plasma, which is on emergency use authorization we talked about last time, is um, one that doesn't concentrate on two antibodies. It's spun down for people's blood who's, ha- who's had the disease, and, and then you get those an- a collection of antibodies. They're not quite as targeted, not quite as good. So if you can get the mon- Regeneron monoclonal antibody cocktail, get that one. But uh, alternatively, there's ways to block that block, uh, block the virus uh, through convalescent plasma that are worth exploring more now, I think. Based on what these doctors, and these are the best doctors, you know, let's face it, President Trump has the best doctors in the world working on this. I'm no, no doubt about it. I mean, you would hope so, yeah. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he's, yeah, I'm sure they've, they've talked to everybody in there, uh, and uh, in some cases, I think they even hit my network, frankly, because uh, I got a call on Wednesday about some of these things. Um, uh, Remdesivir, 
uh, is already uh, approved, again, under emergency use. And uh, this is an antiviral drug, especially good to keep you out of the hospital for lengthy stays. What's interesting is that we we caught President Trump's virus pretty early on. These drugs are even more effective, if you, typically, if you give them early. So he, you know, he has enough testing going on, and he's going to see this effect even more rapidly than we do. Generally, remdesivir is given after ten days. Ten days, the hospital is supposed to, you know, reduce your uh, stays there by a small percent. But he may even have a better effect than we got early. Dexamethasone, that was the steroid. Uh, now, that, those, those first two block the virus. They block transmission of the virus. Once the virus gets into you, it has to reproduce itself over and over and over again, and then it starts to have, you know, really have a, a deadly effect. All the other effects, yep. Yeah, and so the idea is the antiviral stops the repl- uh, replication and the entry into the cells, and so does the monoclonal act. That's the idea. So you actually stop the virus. The other, all these other drugs here are actually to, to avoid your body overreacting to the attack. The problem is that after about 10 days, and that's, that's the time to look, day 10 is typically, you know, people can do pretty well all the way through the hospital. All of a sudden, day 10 is sort of the day that you, they, you know, all hell breaks loose and they really go into having problems that are deadly uh, or they're, they're really free and clear. So we got a few more days to wait on that. Um, and he's, you know, uh, you know about, about next Friday, this Friday, Saturday is when we really watch. So these, I mean, if Fred isn't a... I've only taken prednisone before. I've never taken that steroid. I mean, I always, I always call that the Hulk smash drug. I could be like, <laughs> as bad as I've ever felt, I take two of those, and I feel like I'm going to run through walls. What <laughs> what kind of steroid is this one? That, well, dexamethasone actually helps. It, 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 it's similar similar sort of effect, and it, and it does. Uh, it, it makes you feel good, and, uh, and of course, it, 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 it does uh, stop the inflammation. That's the whole point of, the, of, of doing that. So you don't want to have all, everything going off at once, and it stops the inflammation in the other organs, uh, especially if you start getting this into your blood. That's where that's where it's really tricky. And you can see the 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 only thing I would say is that he is taking an aspirin that produces fever, good anti-inflammatory. It also has an anti-clotting effect because he does have a heart condition. <clears throat> my my guess is he's probably on it uh, on a cholesterol lowering drug as well. Um, you know, uh, but what you want might want to talk to your doctor about. Is uh, low molecular weight heparins? Oh, that's spelled wrong. Apologies. Um, uh, uh, are 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 a standard are, are a standard treatment? Um, uh, uh, oh, I just put heparin as uh, so that's lumped together there. Uh, this, this low molecular weight heparin is is usually a standard treatment um, uh, for for and that can be helpful. There are a number of other things that are in 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 experimental uh, stages, ACE two inhibitors, and so on. Uh, that can also help uh, with the progression of the disease, avoiding it, you know, keeping it in your lungs, avoiding get, letting your other vital organs get in, you know, getting getting clots. Um, and um, and uh, but they didn't use those. They used this is the standard piece. So my guess is right now this is kind of the best standard we can find. Uh, if you if you're in the hospital and want to talk to your doctor about it. So and, and like I said, I mean, so that, like that was my question. So you know, you, you, we've now heard conflicting reports about when he tested positive, when he didn't test positive. You know, the the official story came out uh, Friday, one a.m. Um, there were some people that said the first test pop positive, probably Wednesday. So I mean, I mean, let's be real. So like, it, is is the, keeping politics out of it? Is this wise? You know, let's say worst case scenario, best case scenario, Friday, and you're out of the hospital and back at it today, and you're saying it's usually that 
day seven to day 10, day 10. where day 10 things tweak. Day. Yeah, yeah. So he's, I, I, you know, I, my guess is they got Hang old. on, hang on. Fred, hang on real quick. There's, I saw a meme today. This reminds me of it. It was, uh, I hate him. He's a reality TV president. And the next picture is, tell me every single detail about his hospitalization. <laughs> like, oh, dude, honestly, like, hon- like, that's one of the things I almost posted about where I was like, guys, like like listening to like the 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 press conferences and and that kind of stuff and how deep they were diving on no 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 we want to know exactly what his oxygen levels were i mean like i mean he's still a human being and he still has certain privacy around him like that's that's a real thing i i'm glad you said i'm glad you said that because i i'm i'm the same way when it comes to personal health care and, and and your own you know there's stuff that really should remain private, and I think it's way. Sure. I, I think you know uh, that they've gone way, way, way overboard on on some of the r- r- requests for you know revealing exactly all the problems and what. Well, let's look at chest X-rays and all that. That's, that's just not appropriate. Like, I, I mean, I, like I, I get he's the president, and so it's it's a little bit of a different situation, but still, yeah. If the if the guy is you know driving through a car and waving at people and and has you know lucid discussions uh you know uh during the course of the day on on video the reason that you want to know about the president is whether he's been incapacitated and right and clearly that is that is not the, the case well, the one the, the the person that i knew that had it they could talk on the phone they were joining calls and then they literally had to take like two hour naps they were just just out exhausted like right. gone. but they could they could act for a minute and yeah. then just just you know, so that's yeah, that's I mean, everyone, the, the what two people that I know that have had it, that's the that's the recurring, you know. Well, I mean, and that's you know, one of the things they said is you know, like the two photos that they released were taken about ten minutes apart. Um, you know, the the video you know that they released, you know, shows an edit slash break where you know, obviously they stopped filming for a minute and, and then started up again. And I mean, if and if you watch like even the uh, like the videos that were coming across from his return to the White House today. Man, his breathing looks labored. Like he, well, like I'm sure it is. Like yeah. he, I mean, he I'm he sure. looks like he's he's still forcing it to breathe. So yeah, I mean, it, I like I said, I mean, I'm I, I'm I'm curious to see what happens. You know, like you were saying over this over the course of this next week. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, I hope they have a full hospital kind of situation set up in the White House, right? I mean, that that would be the because he really is not out of the woods yet. I think I think by next Friday, by by this coming. Uh, you know, Friday, Saturday kind of time frame, and, and things are in, in in okay shape. That would be make me a lot more comfortable. But right. if, you, know, you can, I, I'm telling you, you can, you can you can make that White House look like a hospital room real quick if you if you want to. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm hoping that's what he's got because I don't you, know, you don't want him to have a, an episode and have to uh, uh, you know that that and then I have the right equipment around that that would be bad. So hopefully, he's, I'm, I'm sure he's got all that. I mean, these guys aren't stupid. Yeah. They're, they're the best. So. All right. Well, hey, uh, honestly, thanks yet again uh, for oh, taking the time and and scaring the hell out of us. That's the. Well, this I'd love is. To come back and tell you guys about Operation Warp Speed, the OWS, because I think. You okay. Think it. uh, it'll take me a couple weeks to get everything cleared before I can actually talk about. All okay. That. Is that a, is that a flight to get us to Mars? Is that what? <laughs> it's 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 uh it's it's the new Star Trek special, Bob. It's the uh it's it's the. Will, it's, it's impressive. It, it'll be you guys love. It. I'm looking forward to it. Awesome. All right. Well, hey, thanks so much, man. Again, uh, fredbrown.com. Um, and you would, uh, too, I know you had shot over uh, slides earlier. If you want to shoot them yeah, over to me yeah. again with this, with these updates, I'll make sure I include them in the show notes to help get them out to people. Um, and yeah, we'll cut you loose and, and we'll carry on with our normal chaos. Beautiful. See you guys soon, hopefully. All right. Take thanks, care, Fred. Fred. You're the best. You bet. Thanks, you guys.
Oof. Jump off my roof again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hey, on that note, since we're in like a little break between things, um, Capital One knows life doesn't alert you about your credit card. Uh, that's why they created Eno, the Capital One assistant that looks uh, that looks out for surprise credit card charges like overtipping, duplicate charges, or potential fraud, and then sends an alert to your phone and helps you fix it if you need to. That's another way that Capital One is watching out for your money when you are not Capital One. What's in your wallet? See CapitalOne.com for details. For details. So, all right, I'm going to make a bold bold statement. Um, I don't want to say South Park was not good. It, I, I think they, I think they, I think they put. I, I will mute you right now. <laughs> no, it wasn't like I didn't walk away from it going. It was as epic as they've done in the past. I think they pulled out the stops, but I, for some reason, for me, this one just felt. And I know they pushed through, but, you know. So to me, honestly, I think one of the best things about that episode, and I just, you know, if you haven't seen it yet, you guys really should. Um, it's the first hour-long episode they've ever done. Um, and obviously, it's all about the pandemic. Uh, one of the best things that I loved about it is how hard they kept hitting themselves over the head. Um, just, you know, but, but the, the conversations between Randy and Sharon, um, where, you know, she's sitting there like, you know, really, you know, seriously, Randy, you know, the, the, you know, people are hurting and dying and you're worried about a stupid special. Like, what's wrong with you? And he's going, but I'm helping. Like, you could, like, you could just, like, to me, like, that was the insight into them. Um, and those conversations were, I, I, like, I just thought they did a great job with that. And then on top of that, like I said, you know, the stuff with, you know, Stan projecting all of his, you know, anxiety and angst and, and, and worries about stuff onto Butters, you know, as, as a pretext, I, I think is something that like a lot of kids are going through right now. And that, shit, and adults too. My favorite things were. No, but uh, it, like, oh, sorry. Uh, my favorite things were the callback to last season with the whole Mickey Mouse trip to China thing. Oh, yeah. And then also uh, Cartman's six foot stick. Oh, dude, that was amazing. He was pushing people out of his way. That was awesome. <laughs> I need to get myself one of those. No, no, it's a chin diaper. Thing, I don't know. I kind of felt there's just some things. It's like I've, no one likes what's going on right now, and it's hard to make fun of it, you know. And I think they tried, but like you know, because you know the kids that are having the hard time right now. It's like God, you know, like you want, you know, it's almost like a, a little close to too close to home to to laugh. You know, I, I try to laugh at everything these days, but like. Yeah, but I mean, hasn't that really? I, didn't, I mean, hasn't that always been them? I think I hated it. I yeah. What? What? I was just gonna say, like, hasn't that always been them? Like, they've never been afraid to cut deep and cut fast. Yeah, but I, and like I said, I don't. I didn't say I hated it, but I, if I was gonna rate it, it was like eight and a half out of ten. When like you know, yeah, I, I give it that. Okay. Yeah, like it wasn't bad. Like I was like I was expecting. Here's the thing. Like almost at this point, it's like when I. I, I felt I, I the expectation that it was going to be epic was too high. That's my you know when you See, walk and, into something thinking it's going to be the. I I get that like and and honestly like I I did I mean I I thought it hit on. I, I thought it hit on every cylinder. I, I really did. Like I I just thought it was like they they hit every topic they needed to hit. Um, you know, I, I I love the whole you know cons- all the conspiracy theories about how it jumped species, um, you know, and, and just you know just a, the continued kicks in the ass to Disney. Um, well, the spoiler alert, uh, you know, him uh, giving his protein in every jar of weed was a 
Oh well, so and and that, well, yeah, and then you know the 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 huge spoiler, you know, the ending where you know Sharon, who's been against him this entire time and against you know the whole weed yeah, yeah. business, and all of a sudden you know yeah oh oh so you do and, and so he's like, he's like yeah I'm I'm just gonna go ahead and keep doing some specials. <laughs> well, the fact that they called the sale, they mocked. Yeah, they're they're good at doing that. Um, anyway, I hope they I hope they do more. You know. Um, as long you know, if they're listening, you know, I know they're listening to the show to get our feedback from it. Oh, of course, absolutely. Why would know, Why wouldn't they? Yeah. Let you know. Do Do some more, please. Well, 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 well done. Um, I did. A, hey, I want to give a quick shout. Um, I went with uh, the genetic jackpot, Joe Coleman. Oh yeah, that store um, you went, went to. We went and checked out Nerd Out Toys in. Uh, it's right on Nine Mile on the Oak Park Ferndale border. I'm kind of by Ernie's, the sandwich place. Okay. Um, small little place. Um, the guy is like super cool, welcoming about trading in stuff. Um, obviously gives him more inventory. Joe brought in a bag of old Marvel stuff because he moved. And the guy like gave him what he asked. And, uh, it was great to talk to. Um, you know, not a lot of so it's stuff. Collectibles um, and stuff, I, I take it? Yeah. yeah, they had, dude, he had the pristine. Clash of the Titans Kraken in the OG box that said nine dollars and ninety cents on it. Oh, shut up! And how much did he want for it? Price of eight hundred bucks. Nice. Oh, well, and, and again, just speaking of South Park, I absolutely love the "Hey, teacher, I'm ready for skit, 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 skit." <laughs> I tried. I showed my kids that part. I'm like, don't get any ideas. Um, but this. Uh, the guy's got tons of Marvel stuff, uh, good Star Wars, um, a lot of old school. So, like action uh, figures and toys, or comics and graphic novels, that kind of stuff too, or not a lot of books. Okay, it's mostly action figures. It's uh, tons of Simpsons stuff. Like a, you know, he, he had an interesting know, real well. Um, yeah, um, huge wall of Marvel, huge wall of Star Wars. Yeah, I like. I thought you know, it's a uh, gonna be a regular. You know, and I talked to him about like all the old crap I have that I'll never look at again. He's like, yeah, bring it. You know, I'll give you good, you know, because I'm fair about it. He goes, I'm not trying to, you know. So, yeah, highly, highly uh, recommend. Interesting. Uh, so, I, I, I guess kind of, you know, lightly circling back to South Park, we were just cracking on Disney. Apparently, they're laying off 28 or have already laid off 28,000 people, um, which goes, you know, no real surprise. Nobody's going to the parks. Is that permanent or is that just like, hey, we're temporary furloughing or uh, i mean it's the hey the the ppe money ran out we can't keep you around anymore so i mean it, i'm sure it really dep- i'm sure dude i'm sure if the parks get back up to full capacity they'll hire people back they'll have to but you know it is what it is for now yeah and that was the thing it was like yeah let's go to uh star wars now that there's no line it's like yeah maybe let's yeah maybe not <laughs> no no um and then i, I guess <laughs> there are two um, in the reboot department, there are con- and this this one almost gave me a migraine. There are conversations about a hackers reboot or or sequel, one of the two. Um, no, <laughs> just 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 no. You wouldn't want to you wouldn't want to see it done with modern technology. <sighs> you wouldn't want to see any of the original characters reprise their role. Dude, they're all our age. Like what? Yeah. Like they're going to be what CTOs what now? Yeah, exactly. It's all an executive role. <laughs> and then they're bitching at the damn kids trying to hack in their systems. Like what? They're... 
Yeah, and they want and they want to get their hands dirty because they haven't touched a gooey in ten years. Then they you know, it'd be great. Uh, you don't. I, I I'd watch it. Then I, again, yeah. I'll watch anything. There's so much trash that I'm watching on, on TV right now. Tulio got me into zero 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 on Amazon Prime. Okay. And this is how hard up I am to watch things. What is it? It's following like it's following an uh, Italian mafia, like a Mexican cartel, and like some group. I can't I can't keep track, and it's all in subtitles. And uh, <laughs> and I know how much you love subtitles. Yeah. Oh, I know. There's like some awesome scenes, like every 15 minutes, which like reels me back in, and then I completely, I'm like, I'm tired of reading, um, but it's good. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it. So, and and then make me work. yeah, right. And then the other one is apparently the Craft Legacy is coming out. Uh, end of this month on uh, what service? I forget. What about cheese? On demand everywhere, October twenty eighth. Yeah, no, the old nineties movie, The Craft, Bob. That was yeah. About what the hell's that? The witches. You never saw The Craft? The no. Four girls uh, form a coven, practice witchcraft. Things go wrong. Yeah, there's there's, there's no way I would have watched. It. <laughs> not not in the nineties. No, no. <laughs> you can go back and watch it now. It'll be fine. Um, actually, and this so this is one I wanted to get your take on it. Uh, so the WWE. Uh, came out with a whole bunch of new rules and guidelines for the wrestlers where they had previously said, hey, we're not going to touch your Twitch stuff. We're not going to touch your Cameo stuff. We're not going to do any of that stuff. And then apparently they did a 180 and said, oh, yeah, not only are we touching it, but you're assigning it to us. Uh, we are your duly registered agent. All money will come to us and we'll pay you however we pay you. Uh, and that's just how that's going to be. So door number A, um, you know, John Cena would never have been John Cena if it wasn't for the WWE. It's not like you're right. Um, it's not like you're an actor and you're playing a role, and then you get other acting jobs, and you're just as famous. There's only one dance. There's other obviously there's other wrestling companies, but WWE is like the the stage, right? And he, you know. And if he makes, you know, that's why he copyrights their names because he owns their property, he owns their character, just like George Lucas owns Chewbacca. Right. right? Chewbacca, you know, you, you can't dress up. So, but then, like, you know, that was a reason why, like, Rhino left and went independent because he, not that he made more money, but he got more freedom. So, like, you're going right. to see a lot more of these um, stars just saying, hey, I'm going to be better off. Uh, doing my t-shirt licensing deal at Hot Topic. I'm going to do a YouTube series. Uh, you know, on if only fans, if you make what, how much does Bella Thorne make? $10 million a month? Dude, that, so they had one of the other, yeah, so Black China apparently made t- makes $20 million a month. Who's Black China? A art, rapper, artist. Um, and then, yeah, Bella Thorne's uh, up over $10 million. Um that's a month. Yeah, that's a month, Bob. That's that's a month. Because she showed a nipple on the <laughs> internet. Like, I'm I would sure love if to you see. Googled it, you could... Huh? I would love to see what uh, percentage. Like, OnlyFans will tell you you're in the top X percent of creators on OnlyFans. I would love to see their percentage. Like, number one, top top zero point one percent. 
Oh, I'm sure they're, they're, they're it's like podcasting. I'm sure there's a Joe Rogan making a hundred million, and then there's you know seventy two other guys doing D and D podcasts making <laughs> you know not zero point zero a month, right? But that money though was like, are you like? I had literally, I had no idea. Oh, dude, I had I had no idea it was like that. I I I said like that when I saw those numbers, it absolutely blew my mind. I was like, are are you shit? Like I didn't know. I, I yeah, I guess I, I I had no clue. Like everybody's made every OnlyFans joke in the world since the pandemic started because they were like, "Hey, you're about to see your neighborhood bartender showing some skin on OnlyFans. Just shut up and move on." <laughs> Cardi B, Cardi B makes it'll be a hundred million dollars a year. Nobody talks about that. Yeah, but yet they bitch about Bezos's salary, who jackholes that hires two hundred million people, <laughs> and then Cardi B makes a hundred million dollars. You're like, cool, dude. Cool, love it. Um, it, who's Mia Khalifa, a porn star? She porn star, five yeah. million a month. Pia Mia, what the hell is that? Musician. I had no idea. Two million a month. A month. Yeah, we're we're doing it wrong, Bob. We're doing it wrong. I'm hanging my ball out on other things <laughs> next month. You heard it here first. <laughs> I gotta make more. I'll make. I'll make at least two bucks, won't I? <laughs> I mean, I'm. I'm sure Tulio will subscribe. That's yeah. <laughs> you gotta get the proper lighting and just like have the left one out, and then you know, I'll do the bat wing. Right. And then I'll charge. I'll charge four ninety five a month, and then uh, come on, like this, this. Those numbers are stupid. I'm, so Fredden and this, I'm, but but speaking of stupid numbers, I know this was your favorite story of the week that. Uh, the <laughs> arriving yesterday at the International Space Station, the new space toilet that cost twenty three million dollars. Space toilet. That's a that's some uh, better be heated seats. I better have footrest. <laughs> that thing better that thing, that bowl better be lit clean when it's done. Like that there's some there's some there's some features that are gonna need to happen on that thing. Um, needs to be a little bit elevated, like four inches more off the ground than what normally are. So, the, so you don't need a poop like, stool. Like, no, no, like, no, because the no stirrups either. I just want a nice, <laughs> like, like slight recline, built, built in bidet. Oh yeah, no, I want no wipe bidet. Like, <laughs> you know, typically they're like one wipe done. No, 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 none. <laughs> What one gnomes living in there getting the last getting two mops out there getting the last of it done? Um, oh, oh. No, I always heard there's always been stories for years about like you know taking a dump like it's always this isn't like a vacuum tube that like they, yeah that they dump in. Oh, there was a Big like, Bang Theory episode about you know them them trying to basically fix a a, a toilet on 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 the ISS at one point. But what happens if you get like it's got to be like a bicycle seat part that you like fasten to your and it's like what happens if you did, and then it just like floats around and you got to catch it with a fishnet? <laughs> you can't like throw it out the window. Like what do you supposed? I mean, I would, I would, I would hope there's some sort of artificial gravity in the bathroom. Like let, let's just hope that's a thing. I gotta, I gotta look up a story. Apparently, like in the '60s moon landing, apparently the guy. They were th- they were throwing man product around apparently in a rocket. I, dude, I don't know where I I gotta look it up. What? Apparently there was like one of the guys one man of the guys product. thought it was funny. 
Yes. One of the one of the astronauts thought it was funny. God, I wish I had more details of the story. I caught it in passing and I didn't bother to retake on it, but it'd be perfect to talk about right now. Um wow. I'll have it next week. Breaking breaking news from the sixty space launches. Um what the hell's on the toilet though? What what is it? What- I- uh, dude, I, I don't know. Apparently, it, it costs $23 million to make a toilet work in space. That's 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 the deal. So, hold on. We're so proud of Jimmy. He got his aeronautical engineering degree, and he works for NASA, and his project the last five Which, years was... Hey, so what, what have you been working on lately? Toilet. Space toilet. Toilet. <laughs> he's not telling... Dude, he's not telling nobody. No, see, I, 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 I can't talk about it. It's classified. Secret, secret space mission. Astronaut health stuff. Space. Yeah. <laughs> space station saving lives. Right. <laughs> Just making sure everything's up in space. That's that's what I'm working on, yeah. Well, what is I'm trying to find something. Oh, so, dude, apparently, and you shot the story across. Apparently, they were cleaning up southwest Detroit, and over the course of a month, they found 25,000 Whippet containers. Like, so here's my, here's my question. Did whippets never go away and I just, like, didn't, I wasn't paying attention? Or are they making a comeback and well, I wasn't was, paying attention? This was, I think they no, never this reminded away. me of this story. No, do you remember when I told you when I ran out of gas on my Cadillac? Yeah. I forgot how to read 70s <laughs> gas. Re- and I was stuck in the middle of 59 and I had to walk to the gas station. Oh, and all the little pint and, bottles? You know, there was, yeah. There's the the pints the pints of whiskey and or there they weren't whiskey there was schnapps and mm-hmm. freaking blackberry brandy and it was whippets containers and I was up to 150 to 200 of each just on the Rochester on ramp 259 West right <sighs> we've all taken that a thousand times yep. or at least I have um, and now this one is so that's what that's when the story hit I'm like oh my god. Like, could you imagine like, like certain spots and like guys? And that's the thing. Like, you pig, put it in your old McDonald's bag, like the rest of us, and throw it away. Meyer bag, right? That you just bought, like you know, a couple Mountain Dews. They give you a bag in Meyer. Put it in there, you clown. Um, oh, who was? Oh, God, oh, God it. I, I saw Jer posted earlier today, and he was like, "Oh yeah, nice look, riding around your Mercedes, throwing your used <laughs> your used needles out the window before you pull into the casino." Yeah. Pigs, God. Um, but like, yeah. Then, like, I was literally up to like two hundred whippets by the time I got to the gas station. So I can't imagine like how they're getting thrown away. Like twenty five thousand of them. Though, where do you, dude? Where do you buy them? I don't know, but somebody was making a whole hell of a lot of whipped cream. Yeah, or or wasn't. <laughs> that's the that's one of my favorite scenes in the movie Waiting, where she's trying to make the chocolate sundae, the hot fudge sundae, and there's no whipped cream in anything, and you got Andy Milanakis in the back. <laughs> <laughs> that's movie. I just watched it this weekend for for no reason. Nice. So that's, that's the best reason. Good, interesting story about Twitter that came out because um, there's you know there's always been it's stupid. Well, no, I mean so the, like this has always been one of the things is. You know, oh, social media companies are always very left leaning. They're very, you know, they're biased towards the left. They, you know, they're, they, you know, they, they shut down stuff on the right. And so, you know, pretty immediately after the news about Trump broke on Friday, um, the, you know, Twitter released an update to their policy and said, you know, they're not going to be, you know, allowing any tweets, um, that are, you know, basically wishing the president would die, that kind of stuff. And then you've got, you know, quote unquote, the squad. 
you know, AOC and Rashida Tlaib and those guys that are like, well, hey, where was this when we were getting death threats? And like, and they were posting screen captures, literal death threats when, when that was happening to us. Well, look at all the Star Wars characters that get death threats. I mean, dude, death threats is, isn't, yeah. it, it's a non, it's an everything, it's an everyone thing on, um, Oh no, for sure. But like so, but I like I said, my my whole like the only reason why I shared this story was because there's always just this perception, and you hear that there's such a left leaning bias in these social media sites. And so, but you know, is there really? If if they were you know being protective towards Trump in this situation, I think they just had to be human for you know, um, and then you have to re- they have to report accordingly. I mean, there was a there was a huge what was was. He unwrote, was she on Rogan, the CEO of Twitter? If you ever watched it, like, dude, they, Tim Pool, like, just like, he, CEO of it Twitter was very one sided, very leaning. Huh? The CEO of Twitter is a man? No, it was a woman at the time. It was like a year or two ago on Rogan. I'll never, Did Dorsey ever give it up? Trying to, like, what's that? Uh, yeah, no, Twitter. dude. Jack, Jack Dorsey is still the CEO of Twitter. Were you thinking of maybe um, Ellen Powell, who was the CEO of Reddit for a while? Maybe I have to look up to find out who it was. No, it was Twitter. It was a. Uh, let me. Hang on. You guys talk amongst yourselves. Well, and it it did say Jack Dorsey sat down with Rogan. And I mean, and, and it's not I like he's. It's it's not like he's very effeminate looking. So I don't, no, <laughs> I, I, I don't know what to tell you there, but <laughs> no. I, but who the hell were they talking to? I don't know. I thought I could have sworn it was Twitter. No, but I, I but I get your point. No, but I think I think there's so many because the problem with um oh was this, she was an executive um okay it was a uh, Twitter execs so if they take yeah it was a uh, Twitter executive. Uh, Bilea, it's cut off there, but I don't know. Yeah, no, good there. enough. Yeah. Anyway, um, what what was my point? What was I talking about? Oh, um, that they were lighting her up. Yeah. Just that, no. How do you police? You know, and you have all these troll accounts, and you have people just spinning up garbage all the time. Like, you know who the troll accounts are. Let's let's just be candid. You know, for the most part, yeah. Yeah, you don't have your picture. It's it's some stupid name. It's an egg. You know, right? Um, but how do you police it? I mean, here's I thought when you death threat the president, though, that's on a different level. Like that secret service. Oh yeah, secret service comes knocking at your door at that point. Well, there's a difference yeah. between making a death threat against the president and wishing the president would die. Those are two different things. That's another great meme I got from somebody. It was like, I, <laughs> you must condemn hate. I hope the president dies. It's like, <laughs> and like this five minutes later, you know. Well, that, I mean, that's right up there. Will you know? With oh, well, you know, if I were there, I would just run the BLM protesters over. Hey, hey, hey! I don't understand why you're not being, you know, nice to people and 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 you know, civil in these times. So, I mean, it, it goes both ways. It always does. Why don't they? Uh, why don't they just call it a slow roll when they're in the middle of the street and then no one will run them over? <laughs> Perfect. Um, dude, I, I loved the story. Who's going on a leisurely, leisurely bike ride? Right, that's all it is. About. We're not 
I love the uh, the story about the dumbest hack that this infosec firm had ever seen. It was just absolutely amazing. Where literally they were trying to get access to a location that had uh, fingerprint scans, and so they tried. Uh, they went ahead and they uploaded <laughs> the hackers uploaded their fingerprints into the recognition system thinking that they would get access to the building and then be able to use the fingerprint scanners and they would pass through. Well, the hack was detected, and now the police have your fingerprints. <laughs> they were able to rather quickly go get them. <laughs> it's like sh- it's like shooting somebody with a bullet that you pressed into the magazine. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The casing pops out. Yeah. Like, oh, there's your, there's your perfect finger- fingerprint on a brass casing. Yep. Doesn't doesn't get much better than that. Um, there was there was one uh, I, I did you know because I mean even as old as the movie is uh, that there were the you know the top ten things about Star Wars that still bug people. Um, you know the one with uh, Leia's accent. I mean I think everybody's noticed that where she's very very British at times, very very American at times. Dude, Padme did that same shit too. Or she had that that awful monotone shit accent in yep. Episode One. Um, daughter. you know, and then the whole thing where, you know, you know, Vader standing right next to her and doesn't realize that she's his daughter. I mean, we all know that that's just because that hadn't been written yet. Um, the one, uh, that always bothered me was, you know, Obi-Wan doesn't recognize C-3PO and R2-D2 as the droids that accompanied him through the better part of the three prequel movies. <laughs> well, with See, as many he... droids as he went through, though, I could forgive that one, I think. See, was he being now... The the was he being coy? So obviously he knew who Luke was, like flat out, because he's looking over him. Right. Oh, for sure. Was he being coy? Was he just going? Oh, I don't remember when he just, like trying to be like. He didn't want to like step up and just go like. Oh yeah, I used to be this badass general. And oh yeah. Oh, these are the droids shit. I'm looking for. Yeah. Right. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like you know. Um, yeah, and that's the other one. Like no life forms that you know detected the skate pods. Let's not blow it up anyway. Well, dude, I mean that was uh, didn't the uh, the Family Guy spoof hit that one? Like they're like, oh no, right. what what are we paying by the laser? <laughs> 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 um, and the the, the the one and the one that's that's true, and this is true both in Episode Four and in Episode Seven. Um, and and I think there's actually a plausible reason for this one, where you know just the the uh, apparently how quickly the Jedi are forgotten. And I don't know that it's necessarily that the Jedi were forgotten very quickly. I think that in a lot of cases you're dealing with remote planets where it's not like, you know, Obi-Wan Kenobi was hanging out on, you know, Exegol. It's not like Obi-Wan was hanging out on Tatooine or, uh, you know, wherever. And so unless there were planets that had a lot of interaction with Jedi, why would they know them as more than a myth anyway? That's folklore. Yeah. Also, it's like men in season two, like the whole point of it was like, you know, this ancient sorcerers, that's what they were kind yep. of, you know, they didn't know what they were. And, well, and so- uh, Darth Vader suppressing, you know, knowledge and referencing them and, you know, making them something. Oh, yeah, all the deletions from the, you know, the Jedi archives and all that stuff. Well, and, and speaking of the Mandalorian, too, so the, uh, I didn't, I don't think I shot it across, but so they basically figured out um ahsoka tano uh and whoever shows up with her um because the the rumor has that there may be more of the folks from rebels that show up uh during that, that episode Hera. no that was confirmed that that's Hera. 
no, I, from the trailer, no, I know. I, I'm just saying, but they're saying yeah. that Ahsoka Tano and whoever else shows up is likely only showing up in the fifth episode um, of of the second season because that is the only one uh, that Filoni uh, directed and writ- wrote himself. Um, and just because of how involved he was with the Clone Wars and Rebels, it just you know makes sense to everybody that all right, it's going to be episode five that Ahsoka shows up and and whoever comes along with her is going to be popping up in that episode. Can Freddie, Fr- Freddie Prince Jr. come back, please, and be uh, Karen uh, without what the hell's his name? Um, can, uh, Kanan, what the hell's his name? Oh, Kanan. Freddie Prince Jr. Is <laughs> Kanan, thank you. Right, why can't I think of his name? Um, yeah, can he come back and just just be him? That would be. Well, but isn't he dead? It's Star Wars, dude. Just put some spider droid legs on him and, and walk out. <laughs> <laughs> no, he survived the Sarlacc pit. No, this is, you know, yeah, right. Who cares? Who cares? Have his uh, Walt Disney frozen head on a freaking R two D two block. I think that was that was one of the memes that came across. Was you know the 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 no one ever really dies in Star Wars, but then okay, this person dies, this person dies, this person dies, and then Darth Maul gets cut. And he's like, yeah, I just I just need some garbage to go ahead and and, and pack into here, and I'll be fine, and then I'll come back, I'll be good. Yeah. Good. So, and, good. you know, apparently one of the issues that's going on, and I, I guess I I didn't even really think about it. Like, apparently there's a huge just like firestorm brewing between publishers and local libraries because uh, I guess like ebook usage is th- or ebook, you know, lending is through the roof. Um, publishers obviously want people to buy books. They don't want them going to their library, um, you know. And, and apparently, like ebook use has, you know, in some cases gone up by like four hundred percent in in some in some cities that are doing this. And it's, I, yeah, I mean, I guess I understand the issue, but they're all going to need to learn how to play nice because none of that shit's changing anytime soon. I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah. Well, you know, there's um, Neil's working on a project with uh, some Oakland County community centers about putting in esports um, divisions and wings just to try to, you know, get some of the not you know because youth. When's the last time my kids have gone to the library? Not since they had to. Right. Second grade. So trying to give people the community reasons to come back to their community centers instead of you know you, you can only do bingo so much. Um, and I want to start playing Squadron, by the way, because it's uh, uh, I guess it's uh, inter um, inter console. Um, so if you got a PS, the new PS Five or whatever PS Four, oh nice, works with the Xbox One, works with PC. So yeah, a bunch of a uh, bunch of people texting me going, "We need to get a crew for Squadron." So I'm like, "All right, I'm in." I see everybody um, talking about Among Us, and I have no idea what it is. It's like cute little characters. I get it's called Among Us. It's a multiplayer. Uh, you're, I guess, a team of like little rainbow-colored astronauts or something. I don't know what it is, but everybody's talking about it. Who's everybody, Randy? <laughs> no, I mean he's he's not wrong. I mean I've I've seen a lot of people posting about it, and and I'm I yeah I got I haven't bothered to even click through to see what it is either. I'm not like gonna lie. They, I heard they even canceled the sequel to just improve the version that everybody's currently playing. I have no idea what the hell the game is. <laughs> uh, I don't know. And then, of course, the the latest uh, delay announcement. Uh, yeah, Dune. Who didn't see this coming? Yeah, everything's getting pushed. Yeah, Dude, that, think of the think of the shit that we're gonna get like in, like next spring 
between Wonder Woman 84, Top Gun, Dune, Black uh, Widow. Are there going to be any? Are there going to be any theaters left to go see him in? Other good point. What was it? I think it's uh, Regal that just announced they were shutting down. Yep. So whoever's got the most, whoever's got the VC firm with the with the purse strings is going to gobble up all the other ones. They're they're going to they'll exist, but they'll be it'll be different. Well, VC didn't work out too well for uh, what the hell was it? Movie Pass. Right, and and let's not forget the uh, the 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 wise prophet Brad, whose venture capital is not the end game. <laughs> I guess yeah, it depends on who's getting the check. Apparently, James Bond was the. Needed. Sorry, James Bond was well, the, the last straw for the the regal closing. Yeah. Well, they just get it over with and make Idris Elba James Bond. He would be like, in my opinion. Like the coolest James Bond. So interestingly enough, I was just reading stories where I guess Tom Ellis, uh, who plays Lucifer, um, was or is uh, more was because season six was announced. Um, the one of the leading contenders to be the next Bond, um, which I can't say I disagree with. Does. Does he have to fake a British accent, or does he have a British accent? No, he's he's yeah, he's he's British. British, Yeah. Hmm. I just I just uh, want Man from Uncle Man from Uncle the series would make me the happiest guy. That to me, I I can't watch that movie enough. Didn't they just announce though that uh, that? Tom Hardy was the next James Bond, or was that just a rumor? Uh, Yeah, I don't think they've they've they haven't made any announcement on it whatsoever. Okay, not to my knowledge. Because no. Like he was supposed, like in my opinion, he was going to be like the next big thing. Then Venom sucks, and then movie where he's a twin sucked. You couldn't understand shit unless you were like from like a thirty-person city in Welsh, <laughs> in Wales. You couldn't like there was such a bizarre spoken language. I'm like, I'm not. I don't have the time for this shit. Like it's kind of like reading subtitles. In a, in a I was going to say, yeah, it's enough with the subtitles. Yeah, just can't. But no. Because Hardy was freaking awesome in Mad Max. Oh God, yeah! To make another Mad Max, they're supposed to make another one of those though, um, with Charlize Theron. Um, who knows anymore? This whole it's all this gar- like, what's the next Star Wars movie? Like, you know, is that going to ever be a thing? What's the next? So wait, the next. What's the next two Marvel movies? Is it just Wonder Woman? Is there another one? That's DC. No, Wonder, yeah, Wonder Woman's DC. Um, sorry, Black Widow and Shang-Chi, right? Yeah, and they already announced those were pushed back uh, into 2021. Yeah, they pushed. Yeah. Okay. And you know what I could do without? You know what I'm sick of? Fan trailers. Yes. Did I bitch about this already? Um, I saw like yeah, Joker 2. So. so I'm like, sweet. And it's all like just clips from like yeah. garbage. And I'm like, yeah, you you suck. Well, so honestly, that was, so one of the funny, actually one of the, and it and it was very well put together. Uh, somebody actually put together a like a a promo clip of Tom Ellis um, as 007, just using scenes and snippets from Lucifer, um, and it was goddamn amazing. Like it was, like it was, it was, it was a Bond trailer. It was, it was so good. We always talk about how where these people have time. And here's the guy that did a six-hour Age of Empires two definitive edition on like on Saturday, and then here's I'm going to bitch about that guy having <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, <laughs> 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 
I should have taped it and then put it on like times eight, and then I could have shared it, and no one would have cared. Then you'd, you'd have been told, yeah, and nobody would have cared. All right, well, I, that's all I got. Anybody else? Uh, I wanted to talk about no. the uh, the other WWE story, uh, tattoos and video games. If you have a, a wrestler in a video game, and that wrestler has tattoos, do you have the right to put their tattoos in the video game, too? Apparently, Ooh. that was an interesting one. Yeah. Why? Why wouldn't you... Well, because as the tattoo artist, you just put the art on the person. You don't necessarily assign the rights. You're still the artist. doesn't matter what the canvas is. You, so you didn't give the rights. Like you could, you'd have to just clear it with the artist who created the tattoos. Dude, that shit's in like getting a lawyer. That, that shit, that argument is getting lawyers paid. There's yeah. no other reason for it. That is so, well, that is so cutting the garlic with the razor blade like level. Like, this is so bad. Like, I mean, I understand you, protecting your artwork too. As a as the tattoo artist, yeah. it's your you created it. It's like you know recreating you know somebody taking this podcast and posting it somewhere else and calling it their own, or you know using but it without like, our no, permission. That, but it's like half the Comic Con artists are just doing like Batman shit, and it's not even a variant. <laughs> They're just doing sketches of like you know characters that already exist, like the you know. Isn't that kind of like a tattoo? Like you're 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 doing a work of something that already exists. Like, well, and wouldn't that just fall under the category of likeness rights? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, your tattoos. I mean, at that point, are part of your likeness, and that's what they are licensing is your image. Um, and I would assume. <sighs> Again, I'm not a lawyer, but I I would assume that would come down to the talent when they sign the contract, signing over their likeness rights. That would be on them to make that that that's on them at that point, not the WWE. I would think. Yeah, that could be too. You know, you signed over your likeness that includes your tattoos, but you didn't have the rights to sign over the tattoo art. So it's on. Yeah, that makes sense. Up to the. Did you watch that murder? family documentary on Facebook and Netflix. It's like the number one. Oh, the Shanann. Yeah, no, that's actually on next on my watch list. Cause I've got a, I'm helping another show talk about that. God damn it. Um, just put it this way. We watched it late at night and I needed to watch like an hour of fart videos just to cleanse my soul. <laughs> so I go to bed at night. Like it's such. Mm, I've, I've heard. Yeah. What's yeah, it called? It, it's Is the it? number one uh, rated thing on Netflix right now. American it's, Murder? It's the document. Family Next Door? Yes. Yes, Family yeah. Next Door. Um, and it's no, it's all like Nest footage and texts and voicemails and... Ew. Uh, well, and apparently there's a there's that. another, and I guess the, you know everything is kind of like the fire festival now. There's another um, take on that story over on Hulu as well. Oh, of course. Sir. From what I've gathered. I'm gonna watch it. All all this all this documentary do is gonna piss you off, but it's like there's nothing else on TV. So just Bob, that's it. that's all any documentaries do. Let's let's be clear. That's that's what they're there for. <laughs> no, some of them are funny. This is like there's nothing in this that's like oh wow, like that was interesting or like that was a neat twist. There's like no neat twist. It's just pure on it's just <laughs> It's like that movie Very Bad Things. Don't things ever get better? It's not called Very Bad Things no, eventually no. getting better. It's just called Very Bad Things. <laughs> yeah. 
like this movie will make you angry and piss you off and you don't want to go to bed at night. Yeah, which is funny. Like, so I, I sat down and had my kids watch bits and pieces and, uh, getting them through a high score. Um, and it's actually made them interested in going back and playing some of the old games. Like now that they see the story behind what those space invader characters were supposed to be on the Atari 2600. Um, you know, it's, I mean, like, like stuff, that's what, I mean, so I guess that's the, that's the positive side of documentaries. Then after the third time that they die, then they're not interested in it. Yeah, they're they're going back to yeah. You mean they just go faster until you die? There's no winning. Yeah, no, there's no winning. Yeah, no, there's yeah. They just keep going and keep dropping down, and yeah. Until they go fast. Um, All right. Well, we're gonna wrap things up for episode 368 of the IT and the D show. Uh, On behalf of Bob, Dave, and Randy, do us all a favor: drink up your drinks, get your phone numbers. You don't gotta go home. You just gotta get the hell out of here. See you next week. Drive careful. Beat it. All right. See you guys.